listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny, and we have Lori, who's back again. 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 Lori, welcome in. Uh, Today we are on episode 108, and we are talking about the game To the Moon. Um, this was one that you had found. Where did you find this game? I don't know. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those reels like, check out these cozy games. Right. Yeah. Uh, this was definitely more of a cozy game. A little <laughs> less action, a little more just like hang out and watch the story unfold sort of thing. Um, so this game was developed in, well, it, w- it was released in 2011 um, developed by Freebird Games. It's crazy. It's crazy that it was that long ago. Yeah, I know. 2011. Yeah. Um, that was its orish- uh, initial release um, on Windows. It was developed in RPG Maker. I don't know what the initial... Or XP, I think it was. At least that's what Wikipedia said. In any case, um, it was then remastered or redesigned or something for mobile games or for um, iPhone and Android. And then it was released on the Switch in 2020. Um, The Switch release, it was completely remade and done up in Unity, which is a different like um, gaming software. And uh, I'm wondering if some of the, like, weirdness that we had with, like, the controls, I wonder if that had a lot to do with it being ported to the Switch, not so much, you know... Native to what the game was originally. Exactly. And we'll get to that, but... (laughs) Yeah. Um, We did play the Switch version. Um, We actually... What did we pay, like, $8 for it or something like that? It it wasn't much. Without spoiling anything, I'm going to give you a little bit of a of the story teaser to get you interested in the game. And then if you want to go play it, go play it, then come back, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> so basically, the story revolves around um, these two scientists who show up to this old man's house. And he has contracted them to create a final wish. He's on his deathbed, and he wants this wish granted. What this this company does is they go up out to this people's houses who are on their deathbed, and they use this special device to attach to them and access their memories to grant their wish. These two scientists are doing it for Johnny, who has contracted the company to do this for him. His desire is to go to the moon. He doesn't know why. He doesn't know why his his goal is to go to the moon, and it's up to the scientists who turns out to be the player. Um, it's it's your job to kind of go through his house and talk to the people that know him, and also deep dive into his memories to unlock the reasoning behind wanting to go to the moon, and or implanting a reason to go to the moon. But that's your goal, is to get this man to the moon before he dies. Artificially. Artificially, right, yeah. It's, it's not like you're, you're artificially implanting, more like a, a virtual reality sort of thing. Yes. 
So yeah, that's that's the gist of the game. If that sounds interesting at all, go play it. And now we're going to talk about spoilers. <laughs> because that's usually what we do here. But I, I want you guys, because it is so story heavy, us talking about it in any sense is going to be spoiler heavy. And um, if that sounds like a fun game, spend the like, you know, whatever money, <laughs> the, the few dollars, just go and buy it play the game. It's only a couple hours long. I think we got through it in like four hours or something like that. And uh, yeah, then come back and enjoy it with us. So to continue on the story, I'm going to actually tell it in a different way than what the game tells it. I'm going to tell the story kind of from the beginning to the end in chronological order, where this, the game actually tells it in reverse because the, the scientists make it to Johnny at his deathbed and they deep dive back into his story to figure out what happened to him and go from there. But I'm going to tell it in sequential order and then kind of go back a little bit to explain. Anyway, let's just do it. So Johnny, his mom, and his twin brother, Joey, right? Joey? Yes. I didn't write that one down. Yes, that's Joey. Um, they, um, they live together. They're pretty happy together. But Joey is more the favorite, at least from Johnny's perspective. They, they go to a fair. They're having a good time. Um, Joey wins this train set at a whack-a-mole competition. Johnny is really upset that he's won this train. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's okay. Um, Johnny then goes on to win a, um, a platypus toy. He's not as happy with it, but it's fine. He, he, there is no train sets left, so he just takes his toy and he goes to the park. Um, he, he ends up going to the park alone. Um, I think just, he wants to just get away from his family because his mom and Joey are closer than Johnny is. So uh, Johnny goes off to the park and um, like finds this little beaten off path into the woods and the night sky is glowing bright and he finds uh, a little stump to sit down and hang out and is just in awe of the night sky when a little girl shows up and is upset that Johnny is sitting in her spot. And so Johnny's just like, hey, why don't you come sit with me and we'll, you know, hang out together and look at the sky. And she's like, well, you're in my spot, though. A little more awkward about it. He eventually convinces her to come and sit down and look at the sky together. And they both are looking at the sky and in awe of the stars. They, um, they want to find a constellation in the stars where they um, try and find a rabbit in the constellation. And the rabbit ends up being like... The moon is like the rabbit's tummy, and then the head is above it, and stuff like that. They see a rabbit in the sky. Johnny shows off his platypus that he won at the Whack-A-Mole game, and uh, River really... Or Did I say that her name is River yet? No. I haven't said that yet. No. You just... Um, I mean, you just got to her. But yeah, yeah. I mean, she she does... He, he does in, introduce himself, but eventually he's like, you know, what is your name? I don't know your name. And she says that her name is is funny, that all of the kids in school make fun well, of her yeah, because... yeah, she doesn't, like, initially want to tell him right. her name because... Yeah. But she, she does tell him that her name is River. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't remember. Now I, I don't remember if, if he, she does then or not. 
in any case, um, she gives him, or he gives her the platypus. She goes off and goes back to her family. He gets called by his mom to go back. And then you fast forward a few years and, or maybe not even, maybe a few days. Johnny and Joey are hanging out in their room playing with the train set and Johnny specifically talks about how much he's jealous of the relationship that Joey has with their mom. And, you know, the train set is this big deal about, you know, the big deal about that train set and upset that he had won the train set just out of circumstance. But, you know, it's still their train set is what Joey tries to convince them. Um, And then not too long after that, they're outside playing having a good time, just what they do. And mom gets in the car and starts to back out of the driveway and runs Joey over. And it's tragic, obviously. Johnny is devastated. The mom is devastated that she even did this. It was so devastating that they injected these memory blockers into Johnny's memory or brain or whatever to block out his entire childhood, to block out Joey entirely. And I don't know if his mom got the same treatment. No, she. they said that she didn't take him. That's she why she went him. cuckoo. Oh, right. Um, but she kept calling him Joey by accident. Well, he just, I don't know if he made it up or if she fed him a lie that it used to be her uh, his grandfather's name. And that's why, you know, they throw it in there every now and then on accident, in air quotes. But, um, he, uh, Johnny continues on his life. He goes on to middle school. He meets his best friend there. I don't remember the best friend's name. Nicholas? (laughs) Nicholas, yeah. And, um, he meets River again in in middle school or high school. They they meet in the cafeteria, right? Is that where they meet? Or they, they kind of have classes together. There's a few classrooms that they're together yeah. in. She's a little awkward in school. Maybe a lot awkward in school. She carries the platypus with her everywhere. But he doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't remember. Right. Um, but his from his perspective, there's something about this girl that's unique that he wants to talk to her he wants to hang out with her they have small moments i think in middle school but then in high school he ends up trying to ask her out and his reason being is that she's just so interesting he doesn't want to end up with lame you know lame girls normal normal he doesn't want to be with a normal girl right he wants (laughs) to be with an interesting an interesting girl um and they do they go out on a date and uh well sort of sort of right they're they're <laughs> a, they he asks her to go see a movie she's awkward about it she's like well i don't even know how to answer that you didn't give me a time or date and so he picks a time and date and he shows up at the movie and she's not there he goes in and is watching this movie he gets bummed out that she never showed up so he leaves well as he walks out she comes walking out with her platypus stuffy She's like, why'd you leave? And he's like, I didn't even know you were here. And she's like, well, we were in the same theater together watching the movie. Just because I wasn't sitting next to you doesn't mean anything. 
And so, like, it's this awkward moment, and he just kind of, like, laughs it off, and they go back in and watch the movie. Fast forward a few years, they're getting along really well, they end up getting married. Am I missing anything in between that? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really think so. They, like, go to the lighthouse every few times, a bunch of times. Yeah. The, the lighthouse, oh, the stars. Yeah. The, in, in the childhood spot um river talks about the stars being like little lighthouses yeah so she oh and she is reading a lighthouse book so she has this like desire for lighthouses she wants to meet a lighthouse (laughs) right (laughs) so then when they're grown they find this abandoned lighthouse and um they spend a lot of time there and they named the lighthouse, like... Uh, Anya. Anya. I'm glad you remember these things. <laughs> See, you're helping me fill in the story. I don't remember it all. I didn't even write it all down. I just thought I could remember it. They get married at the lighthouse. They get married at the lighthouse. Um, but he still feels like River's, like, super weird. And she... Uh, oh, here. This is the thing. So... Eventually, he ends up telling her that when they first met, that the only reason they met was because he wanted to be with this different girl. Supposedly, that's what he had told her. That that was the only reason that they met and got together was because she was just this different, unique girl and he wanted to meet her. Well, from her perspective, that's not the first time they met. But she's not able to communicate that to her to him. Instead, she like deep dives into her herself and like kind of spirals in a um, episode, if you will. Is that when she starts making all the rabbits? That's when she starts making all the rabbits, and they don't really know why she's making the rabbits. So they go to a doctor, and the doctor diagnoses her with Asperger's. And basically saying that, you know, that's why she's socially different is because of this. And um, tries to give Johnny the book, a, a book to read up on it. And he just kind of like denies it. He's like, ah, nah, it's fine. We're doing fine. Everything he, like ignores the fact that she's got this issue and like just like calls river out on it constantly. Like, why do you keep making these rabbits? What's the deal with the rabbits? Why are you doing this? She's making origami rabbits and leaving them all over the place. Fast forward a few years and they want to build a house by the lighthouse. They're doing pretty well off. They've saved up enough money and they want to buy this plot of land by that lighthouse. Well, she gets diagnosed with something. I assume it's cancer or something. They don't really specify, but she's diagnosed and she needs treatment. And she's denying the treatment because it would mean that they would have to give up the house by the lighthouse. So denying the treatment, she they finish the house, they build it up. It's a beautiful house. And um, slowly she declines into, you know, a worsened state and eventually passes away. Um, Fast forward a few more years. He, um, Johnny then is an old man. He uh, needs company. He needs someone to help maintain this huge house. And he, um, 
he hires a girl. Do you know her name? Lily. Hires Lily <laughs> and her two kids. Um, Lily, who had just got... Her husband just passed away or something. Oh, in the war, right? There was a war that he had passed away in. And um, she needed a place to live, and she needed a place to work, and Johnny was able to provide that for her. She otherwise has no real, like, meaning to the story outside of, like, the kids giving the the doctors something to talk about and reasons to run around. Anyway, um, so him and Lily pretty much live in this house together uh, platonically. And um, he gets to an old age. He is starting to fade away, as they do. And uh, he calls up the Sigmud Corp. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, And makes a contract to have a wish granted. And so two doctors show up. And they have a hard time trying to find the place. They kind of crash on their way in. They run over a squirrel. And, um... Well, they're trying to avoid a squirrel. And they run (laughs) over the squirrel and And crash. crash. (laughs) Um, these two are just, like... They have so much, like... I don't know. Character behind them. They're just, like, fun to listen to. They, like, argue a little bit. They have a lot of banter. They have a lot of energy. Uh, But in any case, they show up, it's pretty late, and uh, Johnny is on his deathbed. They show up, they they set up the machine to hook up to him, and they need some some way of understanding his, his personality. So, one of them, you have two doctors, um, you've got... Um, Dr. Ava Rosalyn and Dr. Neil Watts. Um, we picked Ava to go around with the kids to try and figure out more about this guy's life. Um, you find out that he has this like secret room where he's locked up the, um, all of the rabbit origami and the platypus stuffed animal locked up in a little room in the basement and then out in the lighthouse, you find that it's full of rat, um, origami rabbits as well. Still not a whole lot to go off of, but, you know, it's something, I guess, a basis. Anyway, you, uh, you hook your... The doctors hook themselves up to the machine as, as well as Johnny. And they start their way backwards through his memory, through, the, through his past... To figure out who he is and um, why he wants to go to the moon. When they first go to his most recent memory, they have a chance to talk to him about, you know, that he's that they're part of this corporation, that he's, you know, going to be given his wish, and his wish is to go to the moon. But he doesn't have any knowledge of why he wants to do that. It just sounds like fun. So their job is to find a way to inject that into his memory to artificially create this experience of going to the moon. So the only way for them to do that is to get to his earliest memory and let it, uh, uh, like an almost like inception to let like a little seed of this, like you want to go to the moon infest in his early memories to evolve then into a story that happens later in his life to where he goes to the moon. 
So they work their way backwards trying to figure out everything about this guy. You know, they go back to his, you know, wedding. They go back to his school. They go back to his, like, middle school era. But his youngest self is blocked off. And they can't get into it at all. Um, They try to inject some... um, some of the, like, need to want to go to the moon to his earliest self, which the best they could do was, like, the movie theater where they're, you know, he's having date a date with River and the, like, high school era trying to promote NASA and, and get him interested to go to the moon. But it just, like, causes chaos. And he starts to... His health starts to decline because of this chaos. They exit the um, the machine, the memory machine, and they have some time to just, like, collect their thoughts and figure out what's going on. They spend the night in the house, and um, the next day, Neil takes a phone call from the corporations to find out that he had memory blockers installed at one point. And so their goal is to try and use something from that earliest memory to unblock it and progress so that they can inject that, you know, desire to go to the moon. The only thing they have is that the earliest memory, there was a scent of dead animal and they didn't really know why, but it was the only thing that stood out from that earliest childhood memory that they could access. So they go out and they find that dead squirrel that they ran over and they take some of the scent with them and they go back into the machine and release the the odor, which kind of triggers that early memory again. And they're able to access those early, early memories with Joey dying and passing away and with River and meeting River for the first time. And, uh, as as this goes on, they're still trying to reboot this desire to go to the moon, and it still isn't working, and he's still declining. And so Ava gets this idea to just erase River from the memory, or move her from the memory. And Neil finds this as a great disservice to to Johnny because river is such a big, um, it's such a big part of his life that there is no way that he could do without her. Um, but Ava still like pushes forward and does stuff without Neil to make this happen and, and rewrite this history. But what she ends up doing is rewriting his memory to not have Neil or not have, a Joey die and let Joey live through all of the rest of his memories and kind of suggest that he wants to go to the moon. And with this, he does. He in in his in this artificial memory that they're making, he gets this desire to go to NASA. He applies and and, and applies to be accepted into 
you know, the NASA program. And he gets there and he walks through all the layers of NASA and he's, you know, being inter- or shown around the, the NASA um, facility. And um, as he's there, River shows up as a, uh, as also applying for NASA. And so what it, what I get out of this is that Ava knows that Johnny's going to inject River into his memory regardless of what happens. So the best bet was to let him do that naturally from the artificial memory that they're creating. And so she shows up, they go through NASA together, um, her and Johnny go through NASA together, and they are boarding the air, the spaceship, and they make their way off to the moon. And, um, I, I don't know, I guess that's about it. Like, they fulfill the, the wish, um, Johnny does end up passing away, Ava and Neil pull themselves out of the machine, and they get a phone call, and off to the next. Um, the biggest, so, so one of the things about the, the rabbits, yeah, she has this autistic syndrome and wants to be creating these rabbits on mass, but really that was her way of saying, you know, Hey, we did this together. You know, we had the, the rabbit constellation together, like trying to incite that memory. And I think what tripped her up was the fact that his earliest memory of her is meeting her in middle school where that's not the case. And it kind of triggered her into this frenzy of building rabbits to try and get him to remember um, the only way that she knew how. Um, And his desire to go to the moon really stemmed from that day when they were sitting down looking at the stars and seeing the moon And he had said to her, you know, we'll meet here again next year at this carnival. And she said, well, what if one of us forget? And he said, don't worry about it. We'll meet up on the moon afterwards. And so that carried through to this desire to, since she's been gone, that he still wants to meet her on the moon. He just had no memory of that event to carry over into the reasoning why he wants to go to the moon. But that still is like the initial seed that he wants his, his final desire is to go to the moon and meet river. (sighs) Good job. Thank you. You feel like it covered everything pretty well? Yeah. Okay. So with all that said, welcome back. Thank you. Oh yeah. (laughs) If you skip the story, welcome back. (laughs) Um, so what, what did you think about the story? Lori? I gave it an eight. What okay. Did, what did you give it? I gave it a nine. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the I think the the only thing that I really had a problem with was there was a few like spots that were just kind of weird that I didn't really understand. Like what? Um, the pain medicine thing. Like I don't know if they was like one of the doc Neil the doctor Neil, Neil he was... had this like pain medicine quote addiction possibly maybe uh, yeah <laughs> and they didn't they didn't clarify what it was they just kind of injected these like little like weird spots in there of this a couple a couple little spots uh, but they didn't yeah I don't know. expand on that at all 
Um, the beach, the beach ball thing. I didn't really. It, it was it alive? Was it not? I don't. Um, what was that? One of the one of the kids. Uh, the it was just a toy, apparently. Oh, I don't know. One of the kids said something about their their beach ball. Yeah. Their, their novelty beach ball. I don't know. <laughs> it's just weirdness to throw some, you off. Some, I don't know. Yeah, some little weird things. Oh. Uh, but otherwise, I thought it was a really sweet story, and I really had a lot of fun unraveling that. Yeah, I mean the the concept is pretty cool about you know altering altering the memories to create this like dying wish without actually you know fulfilling him fulfilling the, a wish yeah. you know to like create those memories instead. Yeah, that's that's what I liked about it too. Like this weird science fiction plot ah, yes. to it <laughs> um and i i liked i really enjoyed the humor that was put in this too yeah there was a lot of like just you know pokes at the the two doctors constantly like poking fun at each other yeah and just being silly and like the there's a section where ava is kind of going off on her own to alter this memory and you're controlling Neil through this, and Neil is like freaking out that she is destroying his memory of River, and he thinks that he's just that she's deleting River out of his memory entirely. Right. And so he's like doing everything he can to stop her, and there's this like sequence where they're like, he's like shooting plants at her, <laughs> and she like injects all these like Zombies. zombie. <laughs> Ava's running around. It was just like, you know, it was that kind of humor. Like, it was silly and fun, but there was still a serious tone to it that I, I enjoyed that that blend. I I didn't like the concept of them moving River. Like, I it made me really sad <laughs> to, like, remove him from her, remove her from his earlier memories, you know? I... So, what I'm thinking is that it's the only way around that block. Because, like, he needed a desire to go to the moon to, to be able to fulfill that wish. And the only way he could do that is to get around the fact that Johnny had died. Or, um, Joey had died. And because that block was so strong, you know, that, that memory of meeting River by the, you know on the log with the stars. It, it was so blocked off that, you know, because it happened prior to Joey dying. So like they had to do something to get around that. And that I, from what I can tell, that seems to be like the only way was to just let him live and not let the past be anything important, but then let's, let's do something else with river. Let's bring river back into it and they can do this together. And, like, that aspect of it was really sweet. You know, yeah, he still Except had... they didn't actually make it. I know, technically. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he died on the spaceship. He died He died on his way to the moon. It's a three-day trip. You can't just die after launch. <laughs> That's not going to the moon. Well, I, I guess technically, technically... Technically, they were going to the moon. <laughs> They weren't at the moon. They didn't make it to the moon, but he was going there. I guess. <laughs> um. But yeah, and uh, unraveling a story backwards was 
kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, because like you knew the end result and like you're going through it in small sections in reverse. It it was a really interesting way cuz like you knew that something important had happened to his younger self. Right. And like there was a few mysteries that that were kind of propping up as you were unraveling the story. Like this thing that he had told River that started her, her, her making the rabbits. Like, what was it? To find out that it wasn't even this big of a deal, but then it was because of what we didn't know. Right. I don't know. It right. was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I enjoyed this method of storytelling. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. So let's move on to graphics. Sure. All right. You give it an eight. I also gave it an eight. Um, it so it was done in this like Super Nintendo 16-bit like early PlayStation graphics. Uh by early PlayStation graphics, I mean like early RPG PlayStation graphics where like everything is very animated and everything is moving on multiple layers. It feels very 3D and pixelated at the same time. I mean, if you're if you're a big fan of like the the late Super Nintendo RPG style games, that that's what this is. I mean, obviously it was made in um, RPG Maker, so like it's gonna have those elements. Um, but there is no fighting. There is no fighting at all. So like your your gameplay is limited. Um, but still, like graphically, the animations were very very smooth. Um, one of my, one of my favorite things was when you're going through all the memories and you see all of the like ghost people yeah. that like, you don't know, you didn't know these people when you were, you know, in, Johnny didn't know those Johnny people, didn't know they, those people, people, but they were there. there. And, right. and so they're like these, these ghost like black um, like static yeah staticky figures i i liked that <laughs> i did too i thought it was a great representation of people in in your memories but you don't and there were necessarily like different know. states too there was like full color where like those were key characters Here, yeah and then there was like grayed out people who were like like you knew them but they, they weren't full color. Right. It wasn't like you knew River, you know, it was these toned down memories. And then you had the static people who were basically just, uh, you know, everyday people, you know, filler people. Filler, yeah. And yeah, that was a really cool, a really cool aspect of it. Um, There was a few small, like, cutscene type things where the graphics, uh, it was basically just like a picture blown up on the entire screen and then you're reading, you know, information, but like that picture blown up wasn't like re-rendered for like the full screen. And it looked terrible. <laughs> there was one in particular that looked really bad. It, there was a scene where like Ava is kind of going over her experience thus far in, in that section of the game. And, um, contemplating how to get past, you know, how to get to the earlier childhood, how to get them to the moon. <laughs> anyway, um, there's this, like, graphic of her large on the screen, and, like, in the background, there's, like, a night sky that's going by. And, like, it could look really pretty, except, like, 
it's cut out poorly. Like you can, she's got like a weird white halo around her of like, like a pixelated, like poorly cut out, uh, picture, like poorly (laughs) Photoshopped photo. Like it just, it didn't, it wasn't done very clean. It's weird. It's so weird to me because there wasn't that much of that. There was like maybe two or three. Yeah. Just like do those better. And they weren't, they were just pictures. It's not like they were like moving animated things. Like they, why couldn't they just recreate these things in a better quality? Yeah. (laughs) When it's this big on screen thing. Right. Uh, it's again, it's hard to tell if some of these is from our port of the game. Um, because overall the graphics looked great, but there was, yeah, those cut scenes just looked really bad. Like, they were they I mean, were intentionally pixelated, but it was like beyond the intentional. Like it was it was unintentional low quality, but also pixelated, like intentional pixelated. Right. Like there was two two quality things it's, going it's on. It's hard there. to explain. <laughs> it, it, it is really hard to explain without seeing it. Like it's the the picture is of say Ava or the space shuttle or something like. It's intentionally pixelated because that's the style of the game. But there's like another layer of like low quality Haze. pixel art. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like a photo of low quality pixel art. And that's that's what we're trying to talk about. Like it's this it's just a weird it, it just doesn't it's it's not very appealing for just like for these cutscenes too. The rest of it all seemed fine. Yeah. Um when you're in the machine, you have this, like, data, like, uh, overlay, this, like, like a data haze that goes, like, like a filter. Like the, um, like when you're filming something and, like, TVs and screens have the, like, waves. Scan, scan lines. <laughs> yes. It, it has that. It's that. And it's nice to have this reminder it's subtle but it's enough that you kind of notice it every now and then that you're in this memory yeah and i liked that and then when you're out of the memory and you're in real world you notice that clarity Mm -hmm. and i i like that contrast that felt good that the animations were really well done for the most part yeah um the movements were kind of weird, like because there was no diagonal. Yeah, I have that sprites. In right? Yeah, no, and, and that's where it belongs. But I just mean sprite-wise, because there's no diagonal sprite, it felt a little weird to move just to the right and just up or down. Yeah, like, up, down, left, right. You only had those sp- sprites. Um, it wasn't so bad for characters, but like, there's a scene where you're riding around on the horse. And that was really weird. Yeah, that was a little weird. Like, the horse would just, like, turn this drastic turn, and it, like, just didn't... It It was okay. It it, it, it told the story just fine, yeah. but it looked a little weird. Anyway, gameplay? Yeah, gameplay. Um, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Me too, a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Um... So let's go over the basic mechanics. There's not a whole lot here. I have moving, like, directional input. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no diagonal, right. which kind of makes it hard. Up, when down, left, right. Yeah, that's all you get. Um, my R controller was kind of having problems with that. And we have the, like, switch pro controller. 
I think you're crazy. I didn't. Well, I didn't have any problems with it when I moved to the joystick. Okay. I moved to the joystick and that was okay. But when I was using the directional pad, it was not very good. <laughs> um, you, you walk around and you collect memories in each segment. So each stage of, of Johnny's life has like three states and you really there are three states four was it four i don't know three or four yeah i didn't I really i didn't really really realize there was a number to each one yeah, i thought we were was, just like there was three progression there was three states in each age group huh. and then there was a transition to that group so like there was four stages essentially f- three there's three stages in each per in each age group but then there's a transitional like item but in each stage what you have to do is you have to walk around and well like you uncover the the memory and you let the memory play itself out and then afterwards you have to walk around and find items that are key to that memory and it unlocks more of like a memory energy, I guess, <laughs> that you can then unlock to transport yourself to a further memory state. What I found so weird about that is, like, in, in the beginning, I, I think it was very, like, you're looking for these items to um, fill your, your memory bar to unlock, you know, the item or whatever. Right. But as you progressed, it kind of started to get more confusing because, like... It wasn't just items. It was like interactions with people and stuff. And I I got really confused by that. And some of them, I swear, some of them gave you like two orbs. Yeah, for some your... of them did. Yep. <laughs> like, like some of them, some of the states were more important and they gave you more orbs. But the orbs, the orbs that you collected, there were five, five like orbs or energy balls or whatever. And you use those to unlock like earlier memories and as you unlock them um they're they're usually some sort of like item think of like a port key from harry potter <laughs> like it's an item that you have to unlock to then teleport you to an earlier memory that item has like a small puzzle that you have to do it's just like an on and off puzzle <laughs> i don't know i don't I don't know. Does it have a state uh, name? I, I'm pretty sure it does. I I don't know. It's like um, you. It's like the the I I want to know because <laughs> I I know that it probably has a name. It probably does. Um, what's that game called? Othello, where the black and white the black and white dots that you like flip. I have no. I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's me who doesn't know a game. That's weird. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't I mean know. it's it's a very specific puzzle that you do. You um, you you press a button and it, the whole it row. flips everything in the row. It flips all the like squares in the row, and you have to get all of the squares to be facing up to show you the image. Right. Yes, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, and when it when you first start out, the it's easy. Or it's, yeah, it's pretty easy. And then like as you progress, you have like a three by three. Um, image and then you get a a three by four image and then you go up to four by four and eventually five by five right yep and it what's funny about this whole thing uh, along with this the interesting storytelling but it also makes like some kind of sense like you're 
your memories from today are really nice and sharp, and you know of items that you interacted yeah. with. Oh, yeah. And then as you progress further in your memory, it's like, well, it's not so much items as it is, like, events. Like, they walked on stage, and that stage was an event to this child. He remembered the stage, so it gave you, you know, three memory orbs instead of just one or whatever. So, you know, there, there are very significant things. That's, that's what you're looking for along the way. In any case, same with the puzzle. That's where I was going with that. Same with the puzzle. Like as, as you're, you get further along yeah. those mem- to unlock those memories, to remember those things, it's not as hard, a little more difficult. Yeah, It's harder going back further. Right. Right. So, um, so, <laughs> There's also that, like, little mini seg- segment with uh, shooting the plants at Ava. Yeah. Uh, you can play whack-a-mole. Yep, you can play well, whack-a-mole. I didn't write Kinda. Yeah, it's really just butt mashing. <laughs> it's one mole that you're just constantly hitting with a hammer. Yeah, your goal is to get 90. I think that was yeah, the goal. Yeah, I think it was 90. I yeah. think I hit, like, 180. Yeah, you did double. <laughs> Um, and, but outside of those things, it's pretty much just story progression. Right. Um, you know, your, your biggest thing is like unlocking the next story. There is no like big bad guy. There is no fighting. There is, there is some sections where like the music will kick on to feel that way, but it's really just story and plot that you're trying to unravel. Um, the, I, I gave it a lower score, for me, because the the movements were weird, yeah, um, and I would have liked a little bit more interaction. Always, always a little bit more, oh, please. Well, it's funny <laughs> with some of these some of these games where like it is so story driven. Yeah, I understand that like you can't throw a whole lot of gameplay in there because your goal is to tell the story. I just wish that the puzzles were a little more a little more involved. Maybe there was a few more puzzles, a few more like not not side quests, but like like extra extra content to kind of try and hunt down. Um I don't really know how they would do that in this game, but just, you know, a little bit of something to just give us a little more content, a little more to be more interacting with the game instead of just storytelling. Um, that said, I mean, I was still happy with what was there, but that's the biggest reason why I gave it a seven. Yeah. Anything else with gameplay? Mm, not really. I mean, I kind of went over everything. Okay. That I had. So music. What'd you think about the music? Larry? I, Honestly, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Nice. Um, overall, I really liked it. Um, the only really issue that I had was, like, the weird abrupt cutoffs. I but, gave like, it a 9 for that reason. But, like, it wasn't that bad, in my opinion. It was kind <laughs> of annoying for me. <laughs> I know. You You clearly stated that a few yeah, times. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Because every time I noticed it, it takes you out of the game. And I, I hate when games do that, when there's something that doesn't... Something that is um, built into the game that takes you out of it bugs me. And music is usually a big culprit of that. When something is not quite right, 
and it takes you out of the game for a moment and it's like oh right yeah it's just weirdness game weirdness um the music for the most part was fantastic yeah all of the you know there's a lot of really strong piano scores there's some you know really there's a there's like a lyric song at the end of it yeah um just really good solid atmospheric music um that set the mood really well the the loops were the biggest problem of it and again i only docked at a point for that it was like the you you could tell when the song ended and it picked back up again there wasn't a seamless transition between the two it wasn't even like a fade you know, like the song is ending and now the song is picking back up. It was just like the song ended, song starting. You know, just this clip. This you could audibly hear that like transition. And I didn't like that. And it wasn't just the music, but it was like sound effects too. Like you would have like the birds, birds chirping that and, and the, it was the crickets. It was like a small loop too. It would be only like a couple seconds long and you'd hear the loop. And it's like Ah <laughs> please. <laughs> like What's annoying to me is for games like that to have extremely short loops and then to have them clip so bad on top of it is really annoying to me. <laughs> it's like if you're going to have if you're going to have a bad loop, make that a really long track that seamlessly transitions and then have it loop and maybe have it cut once during that playthrough. And you know what's really funny is that they s- tell you that uh, it's best uh, played with headphones. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I would have been really angry if I busted out my headphones for this game and then I'm hearing these loops, these bad, bad loops. Um, but I mean, that was really it. I mean, the, otherwise the music was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you do, at the end of the game, you get to unlock the soundtrack, at least in the Switch version. Um, it was kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really play any of it, but I, I did enjoy that it's that feature is yeah. there. It's kind of nice, just because the soundtrack is so solid. So, um, overall. Overall, I gave it an 8. I gave it an 8 out of 10 also. I just, I thought this was a really good fun concept for a game and storytelling great potential for more episodes more people (laughs) yeah i like that too just like it's it's its own story and you could take the concept to so many other you know stories (laughs) absolutely it's definitely built off of a potential for more um you know you have this one isolated story with johnny but like the doctors after johnny passes away the doctors are packing up and they're getting a phone call to go to the next patient right so like that's a whole other story story right and i enjoy that and i think that that would make a great tv series it would absolutely yeah it really would um i think the strongest part of this entire game is the the relationship between the two doctors like that that playful almost rival dynamic between the two it makes for really fun dialogue yeah and they get into really fun circumstances where like they don't have to do everything together they're like at one point neil's doing his own thing and ava's doing this thing and vice versa and it's 
it's cool that you can have this like dynamic and still have them just being silly and you know it doesn't have to be 100% serious even though the content is mostly serious but like not everything about it is so serious i mean did you did you mention any of the like easter egg type things like the pop culture references like when he yells hadouken at the first at the first like thing that they're destroying or whatever yeah that's right um there is also a little segment where um as ava at least with us because we picked ava you could have picked neil otherwise but um you're running around with the kids going out to the lighthouse and you go to fight the squirrel. And you go to fight the squirrel. Well, because before that, the kids are like, "Are you into role playing?" And Ava's like, "Well, yeah, I could, I could do role playing." And they're like, "Oh yeah, right. You're just old, you know." <laughs> and then they get to the squirrel, and the squirrel shows up, and she's like, "A wild squirrel appeared," and she like busts out into her like fighting stance and like, um. Um, you get all the like HP, HP bars, bars show, show up, up uh, for all the, <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to do you, you can pick a move and like, you pick whatever move, like volcano punch or whatever. And she's like, volcano punch. And she runs over at the squirrel and the kids are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't go hurting the squirrels. That's, <laughs> that's animal abuse. We're going to report you for that. It was so funny. Yeah. It was so funny. There was another, uh, there was a few spots too where um, they're kind of making fun of the limitations of the game. Yeah. Um, like visual limitations and stuff. Right. Yeah. The the kids who were kicking the soccer ball and they're like, wow, it doesn't even look like he's kicking a soccer ball. It looks more like he's chasing the soccer <laughs> ball. Like little things like, yeah, no, that does look weird, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, like, is, yeah, I get it. It looks weird, but we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Just accept it. Um, they're in the elevator, and they spend a lot of time talking about how small the elevator is. <laughs> like, they walk in, at first they walk into the elevator, and they're like, wow, I'm pretty sure the elevator was bigger on the outside than it is in here. And then again later, they're like, well, hopefully NAS- the real NASA has a budget for a bigger elevator. <laughs> just... I love that they don't take themselves so seriously. Like, (laughs) development-wise, the devs aren't taking themselves so seriously. Like, they recognize the limitations and are just like, it is what it is. Like, just play with it. Let's have fun. And I appreciated that a lot. I That that made this game more fun than the serious story that it was. Because otherwise, the story was kind of bleak. Like... I mean, yeah, I mean, the guy's dying. The, well, the guy's dying. His <laughs> his twin brother died. His autistic wife had severe issues throughout their whole life, and their marriage wasn't awesome. I mean, it was sweet, and it was good, but it wasn't... Like, they kind of had a rocky marriage, really. I mean, yeah, just... I don't know. It's funny because, like... Through the story, Johnny really had no interest in the acknowledging his wife's um, diagnosis of Asperger's. Like, he's just like, yeah, she's just different. That's just how she is, you know. But, like, not to give her any help in understanding it or making any effort to understand it himself, I think was... 
uh, sad. And I mean, probably very true to, I mean, to real world situations where people want to just shove those people in a, you know, in a home and say, well, you're not fit for society. And even though that's not the case, you know, they can absolutely function just fine. It's just, they're a bit different and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I, I think that that's, what's nice about video games where you can harmlessly, uh, go over some of these more sensitive topics and, you know, still, still have fun with it at the same time. Um, I mean, even as far as like his brother dying, I mean, that's a tra it was an accident. It was, it was tragic, but it was still just an accident. But like, instead of doing the right thing and, and having conversations about it, the mom was just like, you know what? We're just going to inject these memory blockers and call it a day. <laughs> like probably not the best way to go about that. <laughs> So, yeah, overall, really good game. Yeah. Solid game. I think, I don't know if I said it, but I gave it an 8 also for yeah. overall. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, 41 was my Yeah, 41 overall. was mine as well. So that gives us uh, 8.2 out of 10. Very good. Yeah. Um, How would you feel about playing the sequel? Oh, yeah, I definitely want to play the sequel. There, There's a sequel. There's another sequel. And then there's like a like section that bridges the gap between this game and the next sequel. So like, I don't know, we'll have to look into how all those play together, but I would love to play the other ones. I yeah, I, I really too. liked this concept. I love the concept. I liked the um the graphics behind it. I would like to play I, I would like to see how it plays on the computer. Maybe a little less clunky, yeah. perhaps. Um, but I mean, overall, it's the story that I'm most interested yeah. in. And having a, a new concept of the same like basis would be fun. So yeah. <sighs> Anything else you want to talk about with this game? Nope. Awesome. Another one down. Another one down, yeah. Um, so, happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. We're 2024. It's crazy. We've been doing this for... Eight years? I don't know. Something like How long that. Have, it has been eight years, hasn't it? Really? Uh, I think 2016 or 2007. I think 16 was our first podcast episode. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So guys, thank you all so much for hanging out <laughs> and listening for all this time. Um, episode 108. So I mean, and we only do these once a month. So it's not like you know 108. We could just knock out. In any, you know, like this, this is a very finite amount of time. Um, but our next podcast episode is going to be hopefully, should be, should be, potentially, maybe possibly, <laughs> um, Pokemon Soul Sil Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Um, I'm done with the game, but Kaylee's still working on it. <laughs> so, um, uh, Christmas is over. I'm sure she'll, uh, She'll get it done Well, now. she's got another month now. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> and I'm still playing over on Twitch. So, if you guys are interested in watching me struggle through um, the gameplay over on Twitch, check us out over there. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Zapnight. This is... I think... Yeah, it's just Zapnight. Um, I have been currently just playing through the story. I've got, I think, 10 badges and, like, 97 Pokemon, something like that. 
Um, but with having now been granted another month, <laughs> I would like to try and finish the Pokedex at least to the best of the game's ability. So we'll see how that goes. I should be able to get through quite a bit of it. Um, what do you, when you go to Kanto in this game, you get, uh, you unlock the national decks and the national decks includes everything from, um, gen one, two, three, and four, I think. So like, there's a ton of Pokemon, but like not all those Pokemon are actually in this game. So like, I'm just going to try and catch as many Pokemon as I can that are available to me in this game and, uh, just kind of move on from there. So yeah, it will be quite the adventure, but yeah, that's it for today. Thank you all so much for hanging out and watching and listening. And, uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.